Hey everybody, it's been a while since I did a video out here and since it's spring I'm probably going to sneeze during this video um, and I just wanted to share a reflection that came about when I was chatting with Julie just today. We tend to have these long conversations on philosophical views of reality and what we live as a lifestyle which is this non-dual perspective of life of the universe and so there was an interesting uh, line in our conversation of the the nature of seeking and the attraction that is growing in in this path for what we call the spiritual path and this began with the um, the knowledge or interest that wakes up in us to some sort of mystery in the universe. And Ra talks about this mystery as something that is, is meant to be there as a beacon of uh, a calling for, for people to get interested in the the mysteries of reality, right? So there is a, what you would say, a beginning threshold that needs to be crossed for humans to begin this path of spiritual seeking. Now, it, Ra talked about this, I think it was in session eight when they, they mentioned, or Don was asking something about the, the nature of UFO um, sightings and things of this kind. As Ra said, you know, that these are supposed to cause a, a reaction for people to get interested in, um, in, the in the mysterious part of the universe. But it doesn't have to be that. You know, it could be uh, a prophetic dream. It could be uh, any sort of event, a mystical experience or what have you. All of these, is, even like UFO contacts, which Don was actually talking about in the Law of One as well, and Ra gave a similar explanation about why these uh, close encounters, as they used to call them, I don't know if they still call them that, if it still happens, but uh, all of these are actually experiences that are supposed to create a, a calling. And again, you know, it could be something else. It could be that uh, since you were a child, you were interested in metaphysical things that in essence, this event or this moment in life is related to something that cannot be explained through our culture or traditions, science, institutions, religions, and so on. And so we get this uh, mystery call, if you will. And this is what I call the beginning. It's like the entrance ticket that we all get <laughs> to some degree. I'm not... Uh, of course, exempt for this from this because that's what initiated, funny enough, my own seeking at the age of 36. And that caused a, a chain reaction into me getting interested in what's really important. And I went through all kinds of mysteries and uh, repressed history and uh, uh, mythologies talking about, uh, and I'm talking about current mythologies, uh, planets that uh, or races that came here to dominate the planet and all all of this uh, um, uh, what should I call it 
these narratives about the the history of of planet Earth and the seeding of DNA from other uh, alien races and things like that. You see, all of these things are interesting. And so we find that as the ticket threshold, which is this, this path, uh, we find that a lot of people are interested in this. So I wanted to begin to see that there is a population, a majority of population, which is there. Let's just say that anybody who is interested in uh, spirituality has to be interested in some sort of mystery of the universe. So that's the beginning. You can see again that the population is huge here. But as you go deeper, the population gets reduced. And that's where I want to get to. But here is a good point to mention that this threshold, when it's crossed, uh, there is a trap. Uh, let me call it a trap or the, a distraction. You see, this distraction is meant to deviate you. And this is something else that Ra talked about when they mentioned that there is a, um, a growing interest, thanks to the Orion group, as they deviate things, and people start getting more into uh, the prophetic parts of it and um, all the, um, the things that may happen on Earth and humans, and there's a lot of ego still here. You know, there's a lot of survival and what will happen and what has happened, who is uh, the culprit of this happening to us on planet Earth, and that's the narrative. And that's why it attracts a lot of people, because you see, humans, let's just call humans outside the threshold, uh, some of them are primed with this uh, sensationalist propaganda of, you know, things that could go wrong. That's why here on YouTube you find so many uh, clickbaity thumbnails about uh, the mysteries of the universe, what what nobody wants you to know, and all these things are attractive, you know, to the eye, and people get uh, absorbed by this. Sometimes these clickbaities uh, thumbnails are for a good reason, you know, they, they attract you to really good information. But the vast majority of people are interested in really, you know, learning, uh, did you know there was an alien race that came here and then modified us so we're not the real humans that started whatever or evolved from whatnot. So all of these things, and the law of one attracts a lot of people like that, uh, but the complexity of the material tends to um, either form them into a more coherent seeker or just um, um, lose interest, right? So outside of the threshold, there is the sensitivity to um, sensationalist material. So people crossing this threshold, of course, have to go through this, uh, through this information. And this is why I call it a distraction or a trap, because people can actually spend their whole lives in this threshold. That's okay. They're, we're not here to create a hierarchy of seekers, you know, who is better than whom. But a seeker, the word itself says it, you're seeking something, what is it? And so maybe that's it, that's, that's what you're seeking. And you're interested in this, just this uh, alien races and DNA and uh, UFOs and um, it, it goes a little bit deeper, <laughs> depending on which branch you want to get into. Um, oh, here's where also you get a lot of the, uh, the government and the elites that are dominating the world and so on. So there's a lot of people here. You find that the majority of the population who are interested, of course, in spirituality are there. 
they're not advancing further in their seeking. Now, this is a good time to define seeking as the seeking of peace. Okay, what we're seeking is just to be at peace and understanding. These are the things that we seek. Love, understanding, truth, um, beauty. That's what we're, we're really seeking at the bottom of it. You know, we, we may call it anything, any objective uh, name, but that's what we're seeking. But here we get into, let's call it a, th a second threshold. See, another level of seeking. Some people get fed up with this information and they say, yes, all right, there is an elite governing uh, the world. They, they may have been, you know, some DNA alterations by other aliens. And uh, yeah, maybe there is uh, AI taking a, uh, over <laughs> galaxies and so on. And there is a war between God and AI, which is something very absurd, as you will see down the line. Um, I'm not a foreigner to all of these concepts because I went through all of them. I used to watch Corey Good, if you know who he is, and David Wilcock, who talked a lot about this. And for anybody who enjoys this type of information, that's where uh, the majority of the information is, you know, about all these uh, alien races and things of the kind. And there's, there's, there's a ton of information there, like I said, you know, for people to spend their lifetimes in that path. But at some point, some of us say, all right, so what? I want to know what else is in there. What, what else? That's not bringing me any peace. That's just causing a lot of paranoia in my life. So I don't want that. <laughs> um, it becomes this, uh, this feed of fear porn that a lot of people are, you know, uh, addicted to. So when we're not interested in that, we start to get more into the metaphysical side of things. Well, you know, all those things are not fulfilling. So let me look at you know, angels and um, evolution of consciousness and spiritual evolution as well and so on. So let me get into the part which is just spiritual and it's all about love and peace and unity and so on. And so now we enter the metaphysical part, the metaphysical circles of uh, balancing your chakras and becoming a better person and so on, right? So we start getting more into, now this is getting closer, closer to what we're seeking. And there's a reason for that because you start feeling a lot more peace here. You start to feel uh, this love that people are talking about. And so you get more interested and say, yeah, I, I don't want any more of anything about uh, uh, the pharaohs of the past and how the pyramids were built and you know if people can move metal uh, from a distance and with their minds or if you can fly uh, some people actually get interested in this kind of stuff but now because we're talking about metaphysics you're interested in astral travel and on projecting 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 your consciousness and reading people's minds and all this kind of um, let's say magical aspects of the spiritual seeking and so that's an interesting part too. Now, notice that there is a reduced amount of population here. There is less people um, pile up in this, in this seeking, right? Because the majority are just outside the threshold of even the mysterious. And then there is a, um, a reduced amount, which is still huge, interested in the mysterious. So we have millions of people still seeking and doing research about 
the past and what's going to happen in the future and who did what to whom and so on. And then we get into the metaphysical part and then there's the spiritual ego that's uh, it's rising now. And, you know, you just, I'm, I'm a spiritual being, I'm a light being, I'm here to bring peace to the world and I came from another planet and so on. So this is another part that is very fulfilling because when you leave aside all this um, sensation of this stuff, now you get into what I call spiritual mythology. Spiritual mythology is just simply that there is a, let's just call it a structure of how things work. And you're learning that. Now, notice that you haven't left the path of learning. You're still seeking in con concepts and uh, uh, what I call simply massaging the intellect. Well, that can last, again, your lifetime. You can stay the whole your whole life seeking there. Uh, some people may have some find some peace there and just feel fulfilled and that's great um, but that, that's not the end of the road you see because one of the things that remain and then most people um, not most people but a lot of people are exhibiting which is something that I am also not uh, a foreigner <laughs> I'm not um, this is not unknown to me because I also went through that path and well especially through the law of one way you learn that there's going to be a harvest and uh, I'm, I brought the idea of the solar flash which was supposed to happen in 2030 uh, maybe it'll surprise us and I'll be you know just like okay well it happened <laughs> I have my doubts that that will be happening uh, but these things that you carry them over right and so uh, but I also went through that process and reading the law of one in the first year uh, 2020 I realized that all of this harvest and thing, you know, I, I, this is just spiritual ego going on to say, like, oh, I have to polarize myself because I'm here to do all of these things. And this is just my path. I'm just sharing my experience. So I know, I know, uh, um, I know what this feels. But again, there is a point where you feel that this is not fulfilling. And again, there is people who may feel fulfilled with this. That's great. But me, I didn't feel fulfilled. Why? Because I still saw confusion and fear, plus a big stagnation about my peace. I just didn't find peace there because it was always a path of improvement. I got to get better. I have to become more aligned with my chakras. And uh, uh, there's a lot of catalyst. Catalyst is coming because I have karma. So I have to alleviate my, my karma and so on. So a lot of this is because the language that we speak and the concepts, the way we define these concepts of karma, consciousness, evolution, energy centers, and so on. So this is where it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest challenges for any seeker. And again, this is another distraction. Uh, this is not something that I only say. I can say it by my own experience, but every mystic in the path, uh, in the path and in the past <laughs> has spoken about this. Uh, you don't be distracted with these magical aspects of reality and you know the Luciferian agenda because now it's not just the elite oh we know humans are just transitory beings but you know the the, the spiritual elite the Orion group uh, Satan and so on all these negative energies we have to learn about them we have to know how to defend ourselves from them see that's the key giveaway because in the path of unity, you shouldn't be defending yourself from yourself. That just doesn't pan out. <laughs> you see, there's a little contradiction there. 
And so if you're smart enough, you will pick that up and say, this is not the end of the path. So I will still feel unfulfilled in this path. And this is again, the, one of the last steps in samsara because you're still identifying with something around something else. You see, so the wheel has to spin around somebody and it has to be you, but you have to be contracted to be that somebody. So in the path of unity, there is a last threshold that you have to cross. And this is not because this is where I am. <laughs> this is just because there is nowhere else to be. And that is the threshold of what we call the mystical life or the mystical uh, realization that you are actually one. But for that, you can't exist, at least the way you describe yourself. So now you see that the population has been reduced tremendously from the outer threshold to the mysterious threshold to the metaphysical threshold and the spiritual path of improvement to the last threshold in which you realize that, well, I simply am. And all of this that's happening is just a happening around me. Even what I call myself as a separate being is a happening. So what I call myself as a separate being and the tree and the galaxy and the whole universe is a happening and I am the one experiencing it. But you see, as I explained to Julie in our conversation, there's one big giveaway here that you can see that this is true. Anything that we can see in life has an opposite. There is an up and a down. We can call that vibration. There is a huge complexity of up and down. You know, uh, there, there's actually three dimensions in which what we call reality can move. We call it energy. And so there's a huge, uh, just a tremendous amount of complexity in the way things move. However, its foundation is just simply ups and downs or on and off, you see? But the problem is that we as individuals, we identify with either the up or the down in our bodies and our minds. Here's the problem. If you identify with an up, you shouldn't be able to see other ups because you are up already. So if you're up, you can only see down. You would only be able to see one thing in reality. And that's not what you see. You actually see ups and downs. You experience them both in the complexity of reality that this is expressed. So what gives? I cannot be an up or a down or an inside or an outside. I can't be separate uh, from the foundation of reality. So I must be that which perceives both. So I need to be neutral. I cannot be that which moves uh, up and down. I am just the experiencing part of those ups and downs in, like I said for the third time, this huge complexity that is life. So this is the mystical path of you realizing this. And the way to do this is to know yourself because that's the key. Or if you're not keen with that, because that just uh, brings a flavor of knowing myself is just knowing my mind, which is not really the case here. Let's just substitute that with know the essence of reality, because actually that's what made the call in me. When I experienced this mysterious part of the universe, I was attracted 
directly into the essence of reality. I just wanted to know what this world was made of, this whole universe. And for one reason or another, I got directed into the straight point, which was consciousness. And when you are interested in consciousness and you place consciousness as the basis of reality, everything makes sense. It's like the final piece of the whole equation in the board where you plug it in and everything makes sense. It's almost like it lights up, enlightenment, if you will. <laughs> but that piece is you. And that's the thing. That's why we call it knowing yourself. Because what you essentially call you, when you simply say I, that is the essence of reality. Because that I is consciousness. But one thing that you will notice is that, as I said, the population who is interested in this has been reduced more and more. However, remember that we're living in a world that is increasing, not only in the amount of people that we have, but also in the interest that we have in this. So if we have probably hundreds of millions interested in sensationalist uh, elites and um, uh, whether that be physical or metaphysical, and then you have probably also close to the hundreds of millions, people interested in metaphysics and spirituality and chakras and dimensions and uh, attending events of all kinds to feel this energy and so on. You will also find that there are hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions already walking this path of the mystical path. The I am knowing that this reality is actually just made out of consciousness. And what you essentially are is that. Tatvamasi, that's what you are. That art thou. Exploring this, that's the final threshold. There's nothing else. Because once you reach that point of knowing exactly what is the essence of reality, you find the wall. You find something that cannot be crossed, which is consciousness. And at that point, you look back at all the other thresholds and say, I love this. I am in love with life. I, I cannot believe that I was asleep all this time thinking that I was a separate being and thinking that I was a victim of reality because there are other uh, forces acting upon me than to think that I was actually a light being who is evolving and going and growing through densities of consciousness and so on. You finally get to the point where you see this is what I am. This whole universe is me. That life is, is worth living. It's just something that um, I cannot explain in words. I can only do these videos and share it with people because it's, uh, it's just a beauty. It really is. And having been through, through this process uh, myself, is, it's a great liberation from all the worries that we have. Even those last worries that we have, which is where I help people at this point, in, in my dedication and devotion to this path, I help them in finding that all this self-improvement is unnecessary. Um, eventually, we have to cross that threshold and realize that there's nothing to improve. All you need to realize is who you really are to let go of all this improvement. And I'm gonna leave you with this so I can explain why this improvement is not necessary. What we call improvement is change, evolution. 
you will never stop improving. You will never stop evolving. You will never stop changing. But when you focus your attention into the changing aspects of reality, that's yourself, you will always be fixated in what needs to change again. You don't have to worry about that because evolution is happening without you making an effort. But just like the kid next to his father or mother in the car with the little uh, wheel toy, you think sometimes that you are guiding evolution, changes and transformation. And so because we direct our attention towards these changes, they seem to happen, happen more rapidly. And there's a reason for that. The reason why these changes are happening more rapidly when you pay attention to it is only because you become conscious of them, not because you're guiding the process. It's only because you're becoming a lot more conscious of your own process. And so as you become conscious, things change rapidly because you are directing all your energy to it. So there is not really an improvement. You don't need to improve. But once you become aware of the changes and how your mind works, that improvement or what we call improvement, which is just change, transformation, evolution, happens a lot more faster. And the way to do this in the most pristine way is what the Taoists call Wu Wei, effortless action. You don't have to act without acting at spontaneous being, which is taught in Zen too. To do that, all you need to be is reinforcing your own awareness, being aware that you are aware. And that is the ultimate meditation, is the ultimate beingness, the ultimate samadhi that is talked about in Hindu traditions. It's just knowing aware that you are aware, being aware that you are aware, knowing that you are aware. It doesn't take more than that. So again, we are the last uh, part of this interest into spirituality. That's why you see that there is a lot more interest in other topics and you will find fewer people in this mystical path. But this is the most liberating of uh, everything that you can find because it reaches that wall of knowing who you are. And that's the point where you say, I have nothing to worry about. I have nothing to be afraid of. Everything is fine. Everything will always be fine but everything will still be changing. And knowing that, to me, is the most liberating thing, like I said. That's all I wanted to share, uh, as usual. Thank you for listening to my rambles. I hope this was helpful for you, and I'm glad that you're here in this channel with me. Have a good day, good night, be well, and I'll see you in the next video.